0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Arise to Truth. My name is Wesley Simons, and I preach for the Stony Creek Church of Christ in Elizabethton, Tennessee. And I'm Eddie Kraft, the co-director of the Tri-City School of Preaching Christian Development here in
1: beautiful Elizabethton, Tennessee.
2: I'm Mel Mathers, the dean of Crickham at the Tri-City School of Preaching and Christian Development, the preacher at the Mount Lawlet Church of Christ in Greenville, Tennessee. Well, it's good to have
0: these men with us. Great to have you with us by way of radio and internet. If you are where you can, please go get your Bible, pencil, and paper, and for the next one hour, study with us, the greatest of all books, the inspired, inerrant, perfect will of God. Now, as you go to get that Bible, stop by the telephone, call a friend, a loved one, tell them that the Arise to Truth radio program is on the air. Now, if they're outside the immediate listening area, then tell them to get on the internet, Type in arise to and when our web page comes up, click on the banner listen live here and you've got us up close and personal. Tell them by the way, they can be a part of our program by calling 5129226 5129226. If they're outside the immediate calling area, they will need to dial area code 423. Then 512-9226. To all of you who have called and days gone by, thank you much for being a part of the Arise to Truth radio program. Now don't forget we've got a gospel meeting coming up here at the Stony Creek Church of Christ, July the 28th through the 31st, Stan Stevenson doing the preaching, and Monday through Wednesday nights will be at 7 o'clock. We meet on Sunday morning at 10 and 11, then Sunday evening, 6 o'clock. We hope you can come and be with us. Lord willing, tomorrow night, I'll be at the Abingdon Church of Christ, Abingdon, Virginia, preaching on immodest apparel. If you get a chance, come and be with us. I believe the service time is 7 o'clock. And so please come and be with us at the Abingdon Church of Christ. Eddie, where are you going to be tomorrow night? I'll be at the Main Street Church of Christ
1: in Pikeville, Kentucky, speaking on living a life of holiness. And so uh, one of the highlights, Wesley, of the summer, a lot of times we get to speak in summer series uh, that different congregations have, gives us the opportunity to go visit with them, but I know I've uh, done been to Abingdon, and I know you're going to enjoy that trip, and it's close by, so folks might have a chance to come by and they live in that area and uh, uh, be with you all. And I hope that if you live over in the Kentucky area at the Pikeville Church of Christ, that's 7 o'clock tomorrow night, too, at the Main Street Church of Christ, I'll be speaking on uh, living in holiness or living a holy
0: life. So we hope that you can come out and support <laughs> those efforts. Right. Now, you know, uh fellas, there's a lot of confusion over how many churches. There should not be any confusion over how many churches. That's right. For the Bible says, "Upon this rock I will build my church, singular," and that's just one, according to Matthew sixteen eighteen. Then the Bible says, "There's not but one body." Ephesians four four. That's right. And then says the body's the church. Ephesians 1, 22, 23. That ought to settle it. Let me ask you this. How many families of God does God have? Just one. How many kingdoms does the Christ have? Just one. How many armies? Just one. How many vineyards? Just one. So how many brides? Just one. And on we could go. There is just one according to the Bible. And you have denominational people trying their best to teach the ungodly doctrine that one church is just as good as another. You won't find that anywhere in your Bible. Now, friends, you're under a God-given obligation to use the good Bible God gave you and the good mind God gave you. So there's just one. But now, fellas, you know what they do? They'll run to John 15 and try to say Christ is the vine, and all these denominations are the branches, branches, trying to justify the ungodliness of man-made churches. Well, to start with, if that would even work, which it won't, it promotes the concept, fellas, of evolution. you got a vine bringing forth different kinds of fruit. Right. Can you imagine you plant a vine in your yard? You think maybe it's a, water- a watermelon vine. You, that's why you plant, plant a watermelon seed, and you get pumpkins, you get grapes. You get all kinds of things that grow on vines, but not watermelons. Yeah, maybe a watermelon every now and then. Well, that's what evolution, in essence, teaches. Mm -hmm. From maybe one thing, many things can come forth from it. But everything, the Bible says, brings forth after its kind. Genesis 1, 11, and 12. And so if that's true, and it's certainly true, then if you plant the Word of God... Now, the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God, Luke 8, 11. Then you know what you're going to get? Just Christians. But if you plant the Word of God and the Methodist discipline, you're going to get Methodist. If you plant the Word of God and the sayings of the Pope and Catholic tradition, you're going to get a Catholic. If you plant the Word of God and the Baptist creed book, you're going to get a Baptist. If you plant the Word of God And the Presbyterian Creed book, you're going to get a Presbyterian. If you plant the Word of God and the writings of Charles Taze Russell, you're going to get a Jehovah's Witness. So on we could go and Mormons and so forth. So what we're trying to promote is pure New Testament Christianity.
1: That's right, Wesley. And when you look at these verses in John 15, as we will in a moment, they don't give any room for denominational churches at all. No. It's talking about individuals. That's right. As we'll see. But people, like you said, will pervert it. Another one, Wesley, just uh, show you how they do this. In John 10:16, they said, Other sheep have I which are not of this foe. They said, Well, them other sheep's different denominations. No, he's talking to the Jews, and the other sheep he had was not of that foe, were the Gentiles. He said, I must bring them. Now, watch what he says. There shall be one fold, that is, one flock, and one shepherd. One flock, not two, not That's a right. flock of Jew and Gentile. So this doesn't fit either. But now, Sunday night, you gave us a test, and you asked about 30 questions maybe. I don't remember exactly the number now. And one of the things you pointed out in some of those questions, Wesley, if you miss the answer to this, your soul's not in jeopardy.
0: That's right.
1: But other times you might say, you missed the answer to this, your soul is in jeopardy. That's right. And so we can't afford to miss the question, how many churches are there? There's only one according to what the Word of God clearly teaches. Now, it's our responsibility then, fellas, to find out which one that is. That's right. It's not a matter is there one or not. The Bible's very clear about that. And, you know, sometimes, and Tim will point this out uh, to people sometimes at call, even if they were right. Say we're members of Alexander Campbell's church. If they were right, guess what? That just makes both of us wrong. That's right. It doesn't justify the use of the many churches or denominations.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, You know, there in verse 1, here the Lord says, I am the true vine. Now, he's the true vine. Well, if he is the true vine, then there can be false vines. That's right. And you you take, uh, like on the day of Pentecost, what was planted there? The true vine. As you had the Apostle Paul going out with uh, his missionary journeys, are starting in Acts chapter thirteen. He planted the true vine. He didn't plant the church of Paul. Peter on the day of Pentecost didn't start the church of the apostle Peter. That's right. They started the Lord's church. You know, you can call it the church of Christ, the church of God, as understood mm-hmm. from the Scriptures. Uh, we had a lady that uh, called. It was probably about two or three weeks ago. I know that. Eddie and I were doing the program along with uh, Milton, and uh, she claimed that that we were members of a church started by Alexander Campbell. Well, if that be the case, then we're wrong. We're not part of the true vine. That's it. And so we got to go back to the Bible, and we got to be members of the New Testament church that you read about in the Bible. Matter of fact, I heard the lady call back and uh, and she uh, uh, would be a member of the Church of God, she called it. Well, lo and behold, she called back again, and she gave a plan of salvation that the Apostle Peter did not give on the day of Pentecost. Well, that shows me right there that the church that she's a member of is not the New Testament church. She believes in the doctrine of faith only. Well, the Apostle Peter... When uh, when the people there asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter gave them the Bible answer. That's right. Told them to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was a Holy Spirit-given answer. Faith only is not a Holy Spirit-given answer. So we can go back to the Bible, check out what
1: they did to be a member of the true vine. So if if that's Jesus said, I'm the vine, then that leaves the rest of the vines false, doesn't it? The vine. He didn't say I'm one vine, one among many vines. I'm the vine. The true vine. The true vine. Yeah, the true vine. So there you see, friends, if I come along and I tell Tim I'm really the vine or I'm one of them, then I'm one of the false ones because Jesus is the only true vine there is.
0: Now, according to what Tim said, if y'all listen carefully, then apparently the New Testament church has certain identifying characteristics. That's right. Because he said the plan of salvation given by the lady is not the plan of salvation of the New Testament. So, to be a member of the church about which one reads in his own Bible, <laughs> one must be a member of the church that meets all of the identifying characteristics of the New Testament church. Otherwise, he's a member of the wrong church. Now, folks, the church you're a member of, can you read about it in your Bible? The plan of salvation you've obeyed, can you read about it in your Bible? The way you worship, can you read about it in your Bible? And when we say Bible, we're talking about New Testament because we're under New Testament law. The organization of the church you're a member of, can you read about it in your Bible? Where's the headquarters located? Is it anywhere other than heaven? Well, then you're a member of the wrong church.
2: Isn't it interesting that people come up to you and ask you, uh, where are you a member of the church? You know, they keep like trying to give a physical location, right? Oh, I'm a member of the Stone Creek Church of Christ. Well, no, we're not. That's where the those who obeyed the gospel of Christ, according to New Testament teachings you've been talking about, they gather at a place which we're commanded to do, First Corinthians 11, meet at a place. And so it's we're not a member of that physical building, the Stone Creek Church of Christ, but that's where we go to worship God according to the pattern of worship on the first day of every week in Bible classes and so forth.
0: Milton, that's a great point. We've had people call through the years. And say, now, Wesley, it makes no difference what you put over the door of the building. The building's not going to save you. Now, fellas, let's look at a couple of three scriptures that shows clearly the church building is not the church. See, we're talking about the redeemed when we talk about the church. The called out ones. That's what the word ecclesia means, the called out ones. So, Tim, you got a verse to uh, show us that the building is not the church? Over in Acts chapter 5, in verse 11,
3: this was uh, after the death of Ananias and Sapphira, after they lied to the Holy Spirit. And both of them were uh, struck dead. Verse 11 says, And great fear came upon all The church and upon as many as heard these things. Notice great fear, Wesley, came upon all the church. Now, I got out of my car just a a little while ago and I saw the church building over here. Well, I didn't stand there and do the most muscular and pose or try to stick dynamite around it. I can't bring fear upon that building. That's right. But I can bring, but one can bring fear. Upon people, upon the ecclesia, the called out of God. And that's what happened here. Great fear came upon all the church.
1: That's right. Yeah, You know, in in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, at the end of each one of those letters, Paul writes to the churches there. He says, he that hath the ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. He didn't say that to the church buildings.
3: Yeah, he that hath
1: an ear. Yeah. Let him hear what yeah. the Spirit said to the churches. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, when he says what he says to the churches, he's not talking about different denominations either. He's talking about the seven churches in Asia. I, somebody could write a letter to the churches of Christ in Upper East Tennessee. Well, that wouldn't mean there's different denominations. It would mean there was just different congregations. And so sometimes people don't think about how the word is used. But like you said, mm-hmm. great fear came upon the church. Here we see he wrote to the churches. He didn't write to the buildings. A right. building doesn't have an ear to hear what the Spirit said to them. So like Milton said, these are the meeting places. And uh, they didn't have church buildings in the first century. They met in people's houses.
0: That's right. right. In Acts 11, 22, then tidings of these things came unto the ears mm-hmm. of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Notice, whatever the church is, it has ears. That's the people, not the building. You know, uh, we often say, you know, there's an old house sitting out in the field and weeds growing up around it. Boy, if those walls could talk, what in the world would they say is taking place there? The happiness the meals, the fellowship, but you see the walls can't talk, cause the walls couldn't hear, and the walls couldn't see, but the Lord's church can hear, the Lord's church can see, the Lord's church can act, and do the things that God wants the church to do. In First, first Corinthians chapter eleven, verse eighteen says. <clears throat> First of all,
2: when you come together in the church, did not say in the church building. It says in the church,
1: in the assembly, that's in the right. assembly.
2: So the called out ones are meeting at a certain place
0: to worship God. That's right. That's in the assembly. Then that's a, a good comment. Sure is. Arise to truth You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. It's
4: me again.
0: Okay. Go ahead.
4: Well, you know. You said last week that you didn't have that which was prophesied by Joel. You don't have that which uh, the, the apostles had. And, is that and,
0: correct? And, you don't either. Go yeah, ahead.
4: I think I do. That's the only, there's only one Holy Spirit, and the other is the Spirit of, of is, well, it's Brand X Spirit. You know, there's only one Holy Spirit. He never changed. And if you have Scripture where there was another, uh, you can quote it to me
0: now, and I'll write it down. Well, number one, there's not another. We do have the Holy Spirit of Joel, too, that was prophesied of, but not the miraculous gifts of which Joel spoke where they could do various miraculous things.
4: Well I have that, I have that that Joel spoke
0: of. Okay, what, what have you got?
4: I've got the same thing the apostles had.
0: So you can raise the dead like the apostles did.
4: The apostles could not raise the dead.
0: They could not. What if we can no. read where what if we can read to you where they did?
4: Okay, do that.
0: Do you remember Eutychus in Acts twenty? Who was yes. sitting in a window? Fell out. It killed him. And Paul raised him from the dead. Dorcas. Dorcas. Well, I don't
4: know if Paul raised him from. The Bible says that God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. It said that God did.
0: Special Ma'am, miracles. Uh, listen. When we Paul say, was
4: not a miracle worker.
0: When we say. That the apostles work miracles. We're saying they could only do that by the power of God.
4: Right. Okay? Absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, so you know. So can know. can you can you do what Paul did on that occasion? Well, I've never had that occasion arrive. Sure you have. You've uh, never been to a funeral home? You've never known of anybody dying? Sure you have. Well,
4: Well, do you think if Christ was here in person that he would go to the hospitals and waiting rooms and and heal the sick? Do you
0: think he would do that? He'd do some of it to definitely prove that he's who he claimed to be. That's what he did. Now, let me ask you. Let's put our our faith. Wait a minute. Let me. Let's put our faith. Let's put our faith and our belief. Ma'am, wait just a minute. Let's put our faith. And our belief system to the test. I'll go with you to any cemetery or funeral home you want to go to. And you pray that God raise the individual from the dead. I'll pray that God honor his word, that he says miracles have ceased, and you'll never get it done. Would you go with me? Would you go with me? Would you No
4: why?
0: Would you go with me? You
4: know why I don't do that?
0: Why? Because I'm
4: not in charge. Ma'am
0: I'm not not my own. I don't Okay, ma'am. We're spinning our wheels. Thank you for calling. Bye.
3: You know Wesley neither were the apostles in charge. They were not
0: in charge. But they still
3: yet had the the
0: ability to do so. Here she is. All that
3: is is just a cop out. It's a
0: cop out on her part. She's not in charge. Oh Paul didn't work the miracles, it was God. Well who did we think worked the miracles? God Almighty. And we're simply asking her, can she, by the power of God, do what the apostles did, and she looks for every cop-out that she can find, knowing that she cannot do it. Now, ma'am, let's go to the cemetery. Put your faith on the line, and you pray that the dead be raised. I pray that God honor his word, since he says miracles have ceased, and honor that word, and keep the dead in the grave until resurrection morning. Buddy and I believe resurrection morning, those graves will burst open and everybody will come forth from the grave. We believe in the miracles of the Most High God. Arise the truth, on the air. Go ahead, please.
4: Well, Jesus did go to a waiting room in John chapter 5. He went to a waiting room where there was a great multitude of very sick people with various things wrong with them, but he didn't heal
0: them all. Ma'am, we're not asking you to heal them all. You've missed uh, the point. We're not asking you to heal them all. We're asking well, you for one. One. Well,
4: now here's what, Jesus, here's what Jesus said. I do what he tells me to do. I say what he tells me to say. So God just told him to go heal
0: one, right? Okay, let me ask you this. I assume that you do what the Lord tells you to say and so forth, right? What must I do do to become a child of God today? Tell the listening audience what I must do to become a child of God. That's what's important. Now tell us what to do to become a child of God. Obey
4: the words of Jesus Christ.
0: Ma'am, that is that is so generic. It's unreal. Now, what yeah. does that what does that mean? When they cried out, "Men and brethren, what shall we yeah. do?" 2? what, what two? does that mean? Tell the audience. Don't beat around the bush. I've never seen anybody beat around the bush like you do. Please tell the audience what they have to do to become a child of God. You know
4: what? What you can't prove is scripture. You try to do with mockery.
0: Ma'am, ma'am, we're going to give you scripture. We're going to give you scripture on what to do to become a child of God. All I'm asking you, all I'm asking you is that you've got a listening audience now that you can influence for the cause of good if you'll simply tell them what to do to become a child of God and give book, chapter, and verse for it. Well, I won't
4: be able to give book chapter
0: and verse, but I can tell you that Jesus said, he that
4: believeth
0: and is baptized shall be saved. Those are what Jesus
4: said. Okay. Is that what you do believe? You
0: deny that? Do you deny that? Do you, do you believe it? I do. Okay, so you, you deny believe. that. Okay, so you believe. A, hold on a minute, Mom, uh, ma'am. Do, do you, you believe a person's got to believe that? Do you believe a person's got to believe and be baptized in water in order to be saved? Yes, I do. Okay, so you got that part right. That's wonderful. Well, and no, I
4: got that from Jesus. Jesus, I was spoken with the Master.
0: You know, you know, Did we you believe. Je- Did you ever quote Jesus? No, ma'am. What an insulting question. We all do we do ever, on this program is quote what the Word of God says. Okay said about the Holy Spirit. Well, we told, we to, we've told people exactly what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Okay? I've
4: never
0: heard you say what Jesus said. Well, what, what is it?
4: He said, that? Jesus said, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more to your heavenly Father know
0: how to give the Holy Ghost to them and obey him and ask him. Did people say that. Well let me, yeah, let me ask you this. Do you
4: believe Man, do wait, you
0: do you, you say that? Yes. Do you do you believe do you believe in the Holy Spirit to Mormons as God?
4: I believe in the Holy Spirit that Jesus talked about, I don't compare what I got
0: with what some other... Okay, but
4: see, time. ma'am, here's the then problem. I compare about with the Bible.
0: Okay, okay, well, here's the problem. And the problem being what that... You have a
4: problem with that? Do you have a problem with that?
0: Ma'am, I didn't say I had a problem with what Jesus said. You missed the
4: because
0: point. Hey, we're spinning our wheels. Thank you for calling. Bye. Here's the problem. She misses the point. I don't have a problem with anything Jesus Christ said. I have a problem with her interpretation of it. I have a problem with the Mormon's interpretation of it, the Jehovah's Witnesses' interpretation of it, the Catholic Church's interpretation of it, and on we could go. Wesley, she
1: spent at least one in almost two programs arguing from Acts 10 that you did not have to be baptized in water to be saved. Isn't that something? Yeah. She spent at least two programs I know of on going to Cornelius and saying, now here he is, he's got the Holy Ghost. God don't give the Holy Ghost to somebody that's not saved, therefore he's saved, he ain't been baptized yet. Now today, she says, and she's, I guess, got the Holy Ghost, but she claims she believes, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And you was explicit with her. You said, you believe you got to be baptized in water to be, in order to be saved? She said, yes. Yes. Well, she spent two programs arguing you don't have to be and asked something a question yeah. similar to, where does it talk about water? Uh, Sanctification or cleansing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Being
3: purified. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, and and it's, and if we come across like we're trying to mock or make fun of somebody, that's just false. We're not trying to do that. We love this lady. We love all of our callers. But to call call in and claim you got everything the apostles had and then argue that Paul had something special. Well, if he did, does she have that too? And it's amazing that people can call and make claims. Without ever backing them up, I went to a debate over here in Milligan College where Larry Ray Halfley debated the Pentecostal preacher. He said, I'm going to pray that, that this preacher does not perform one miracle this week. let's see how I many he does. He claims he's got the power to heal the sick, raise the dead, and do all these things. I don't claim that. But I'm going to claim this day that I have more power than he does. Now, let's see. And at the end of that debate, no one had been healed. Nobody had been any limbs put back on their bodies. It's easy to make claims. But when they're called upon the carpet to to back that up, then it's wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I can't do nothing. God uh, does it and as if we were trying to argue that uh, Paul did it and, uh, or by himself without God's aid. Peter raised Dorcas. That's right. He raised Dorcas from the dead. She can't do it. She And we can't either because the time of the miraculous have ceased. You know, you had
3: the man there healed, the lame man healed in uh, Acts chapter 3. And Peter even says it wasn't by our own power; it was by the power of God That's that right. this man was healed. I mean, but still, yet uh, Peter and John—I uh, mean, they were two two of the apostles—did that, and, and the people saw that, and God was glorified. And I was, you know, just thinking about you know Jesus Christ as uh, Peter uh, talks about Jesus Christ here to the household of Cornelius in Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-eight. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, lo and behold, I know she does not have the same thing as the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, and the Apostle John. And I'm going to say this, ma'am, I'm not mocking you when I'm saying that because I know what the Scriptures teach. In second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12, Paul says, "Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds. you had the situation there at Samaria as recorded in the eighth chapter of the book of Acts. Here Peter or excuse me, here Philip is performing miracles and here the people obey the gospel, acts 8 verse twelve. the old false teacher Simon he obeys acts 8:13 but they had to send to Jerusalem for Peter and John that they may lay hands upon them in order for them to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I know that Peter and John had something different than Philip. That's right. And that's what Paul was saying here in Second uh, Corinthians 12, verse 12, truly the signs of an no apostle. Well, if there's no signs of an apostle, then what... Philip had, and what uh, Peter and John had would be of the same, what we call the same measure, but it was different.
0: That's right. You know, Eddie made a beautiful point. And ma'am, we love you. We hope you're really listening with your heart open, your soul's at stake, as well as ours. Eddie pointed out how for two programs you argued, Cornelius didn't have to be baptized to be saved. You put heat on me to produce the scripture. They showed that baptism would lead to purification. Oh, you put the heat on me. And now today, you do an about-face. And you want to quote the words of Jesus Christ. And wanted to know if we ever quote the words of Jesus Christ. Ma'am, what we try to do on this program is quote the inspired word of God constantly. I asked you for a book, chapter, and verse on the scheme of redemption or how to be saved. And you said, well, I can't give you book, chapter, and verse maybe, but I can give you what Jesus said. And then you said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Well, that indeed, ma'am, is what Jesus said. And I want you to know we agree with you on that. Because I asked you, are you saying then that a person has to believe and be baptized in water to be saved? You said yes. But you argued two programs. In days gone by, you didn't have to. And yet, you want me and the listening audience to believe you've got what the apostles has got? That you've got the Holy Spirit and you're contradicting yourself like that? Now, you can understand if we contradict ourselves, because we don't claim to have the miraculous operation of the Holy Spirit. But those apostles did not contradict themselves. No verse in the Bible contradicts another verse. Why? Because the Holy Spirit safeguarded it. That's right. And that's how we know it's the pure, unadulterated Word of God. Now, ma'am, we came out of, Eddie Craft and I, a group like you're trying to promote. And we saw they didn't have what they claimed they had. And it was so obvious, it was unreal. And so then we call upon you to be honest and look at yourself. Arise to truth. you on the air. Go ahead, please.
4: Well... I didn't contradict myself. Last week, I said that you could be converted, converted without baptism. You could have your sins forgiven and be a child of God. But if you do not, if you refuse baptism, you won't be saved. That's what I was saying, and I know you've lambasted me since I hung up, or you you actually hung up on me. May I'm not contradicting myself. Wait, let me finish. I'm not contradicting myself. You can. Well, we know many who have been saved. When us, when we say saved, we're actually talking about converted. We'll never be saved until he comes back. Well, there's a chance that we could be lost. Your salvation is fifty. My salvation is fifty. If we don't do what's right, we will be lost. If we neglect it, we will be lost. All right.
0: Can I ask ask you some questions? Based on what you just said, that a person you said could be converted without water baptism, a person could have their sins forgiven without water baptism. Is that what you said?
4: Absolutely, and I stick with it. And I,
0: I, 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 okay, do you believe Jesus then when he said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved?
4: Absolutely.
0: My, my. Okay, well, that's hey, a contradiction. Hey, Jesus,
4: didn't, hey, Jesus didn't say he that
0: believeth when he is baptized he'll be saved. He didn't say it like that. Oh, ma'am. Okay, well, we'll comment on it. Thank you for calling. Bye. You
4: don't have to. I
0: already did. Okay, bye. Isn't that something Jesus didn't say It just a certain way? But he did say it this way. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So that we could not misunderstand her when she called the first time. I asked her, are you saying that a person has to believe and be baptized in water to be saved? She said yes. She said yes. Now she calls back and says, no, you can be saved without water baptism." She said you can be converted without water baptism. And she says one thing about it, though, that's not a contradiction. Friends, if that's not a contradiction, I wouldn't recognize a contradiction if I ever heard one. And then she said that you can't say you're saved until the end of time. We'll look at that in a minute. Arise the truth, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
5: Hey, Wesley. uh, How old were you and uh, Eddie when you were uh, going to the
0: Church of God or the Pentecostal church. Well, I got out in my 20s, and uh, Eddie has stepped out to go to the restroom, and I assume he is in his 20s. Eddie, you put your headphone on. The caller wants to know how old we were when we got out of the Church of God. I told him I was in my 20s, and I assume that's how old yeah, you were. Yeah, I've been in my early 20s, yeah. Early 20s. Early 20s.
1: Uh-huh. Well, when I, when I first met you
5: all, I was in my 20s, and I was going to... Uh, some Pentecostal churches back then, and uh, about the sermons that you heard, I don't know if you can go back in your memory and uh, pull this up or not, but the only thing I really heard a lot of when I was going to those churches was they would try to teach the book of Acts, and then then they'd go over to Corinthians, uh, where the gifts of the Spirit were, and basically that was their theology, I mean, it's what... And a lot of times these people are being brought up by their parents. Just i say you're all parents that they went at all, probably went to the Pentecostal churches.
1: My mom and did, too.
5: And, and we're all out here, we're getting, uh, a lot of people are uh, swayed that way uh, by what our parents believe, and they take us to church when we're young. And then uh, later on down the road in life, uh, if God so wills, uh, he may uh, get you where you have a hunger for the Word and you start reading the Word and studying it and hopefully He opens your understanding to the truth. I know you all feel that you, you have that. Uh, but I, I'm going to use a little something here uh, just to get you comment on just a little bit now. You, you, you holler after I get up on that I'm a Calvinist. I don't claim to be a Calvinist. I may have some Calvinistic views and I may interpret the scriptures uh, similar to the way that Calvin did on certain scriptures. But uh, anyway, if you, I'm going to use some of your uh, way you uh, word things here a little bit now. Just say, for instance, uh, if you was talking to a Pentecostal person, about the gifts, and, and they say, well, if God well, wouldn't give us the gift the well, way he gave the apostles the gift, then he would be a respecter person, and he'd be worse than Hitler, and, and all this stuff that you like to throw out there. Uh, but we know that the Bible does say that the special miracles was done by the apostles' hands, and by uh, Paul's hands, they're scriptures that plainly say that. And I've talked to a lot of Pentecostals through the years since I come out of that mess. I said, all you got to do is go lay hands on somebody that's deathly sick or, or about to take their last breath and see you know, what you can do with them. That's all they got to do to prove that, and see if they have that gift or not. And just like you say, I believe that they don't. But I still believe and pray to God uh, for the sick, and and for things to go right in our lives. And I'll
0: see what you got to say about that. Okay. Hey, and thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Okay, well, see, bye. I wanted
1: to do one thing before you get into that, too. The caller, she switched to the word converted. She said, I mean converted. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. In order to be converted, yeah. that is, be forgiven of your sins. The same terminology in Acts 3.19, repent you therefore... Be converted. Now watch, that your sins be blotted out. We weren't talking about saved there being saved in eternity. She said, I, my salvation, your salvation's iffy. Well, the iffy, it's not iffy about Mark sixteen sixteen. 16. He said, if you believe and baptize, you shall be saved. saved. That's that not iffy. Sense. That's not iffy.
0: That's certain.
1: That is. Yeah, and that's what, definite. Uh, what saved is that though? That's not eternal salvation in heaven. That's repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's got Cornelius converted sins blotted out but not baptized for the remission of sins yeah. or in order to be saved. And so there's a they switch the word saved on you. We're not talking about saved in it. We ain't going to be saved in eternity, folks, till eternity begins. But we are saved from our past sins now. And when you put Mark 16:16 he believe baptized shall be saved could, together with the other parts of the great commission, Luke 24 you repentance and remission of sins preached in Jesus' name. Repent and be converted. Your sins may be blotted out. Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. This is talking about remission of sins. That's saved is. It's not talking about saved in heaven. So that salvation, Mark sixteen sixteen, when Jesus said, if you do these two things, believe and are baptized, you shall be saved. That is not iffy. No, that's right. You know,
2: Those on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, when the gospel was preached to them, they were baptized, have their sins washed away, Mark chapter 16, verse 16. And the Lord added the saved to the church.
0: So That's you right. have
2: to, you know, baptism saves you. Otherwise, there's no addition to the church.
0: Yeah. Now, like we that. say baptism saves you. The blood saves you. Right. But the baptism, is well, here, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized is the when, when you're saved. That's right. Now, let me go back to our last caller. And he wanted to use some of my terminology, and he and I have had the privilege to study together. And here's the difference when I call his God a God that's worse than Hitler, is he believes that God from all eternity chose X number of people to be saved and X number of people to go to hell without any consideration of anything they did or did not do. In other words, God just said, I'll take you, and I'll leave you out, speaking to the guy next to you. Well, that makes God worse than Hitler. He said, well, but Wesley, what about gifts? People might say that. You know, Paul had gifts, and Wesley, you don't claim to have the miraculous gifts. So look at how he's choosing and showing partiality. Not about salvation. Yeah. Friend, somebody had to have gifts and receive the word of God and confirm it with gifts and miracles to show indeed this is the word of God. And all of those gifts and all of that effort was for the purpose of saving all of mankind, every one of them. So that's why our God is a wonderful, loving God as opposed to his God. And he doesn't know if he's saved or not. You know, his wife, as far as I know, don't go with him. And she may be the saved one and he may be the lost one. He may not even be included. And his friends that I was very close to that's dead now, I loved uh, the friend he had and his friend's wife, and they have no guarantee that they were in the elect. They couldn't prove it. Our last caller couldn't prove he's among the elect if his soul depended on it, and it does, but we can prove we're among the elect with book, chapter, and verse. Or, as the lady caller says, by quoting the sweet words of Jesus Christ. Gentlemen, jump in. Wesley, and
1: we would have been no better off or worse off in. The Church of God. Oh, that's right. Given Calvinism, we would be no worse off, no better. Matter of fact, if we were members of nothing, maybe murderers and rapists, we might be among the elect.
0: Oh yeah, they even admitted Hitler might be among the elect. I got uh, William to admit that.
1: Yeah, well, Jonathan Crosby, when he called that time, said you could be a practicing homosexual. Yeah. And if the rose called up yonder and you're among the elect, you'll be saved. Yeah. You'll be there, you know. So,
0: it's see, it's not based on anything you do or don't do. That's right. So God just says, I like Wesley, and I don't like Frank. Frank, you can go to hell. Frank says, why? Because I, God Almighty, said so. Now, that's where they are. And you talking about a God that's worse than Hitler? That is one. Now, our last caller told me one time, I used to be messed up like you were, Wesley, in a denominational church. And I said, yeah, and if your doctrine's right, you're just as saved then as you are now, right? And he had to admit, that's right. William Johnson had to admit that was right, that when he is all messed up in his mind spiritually, according to him, he had to admit he is just as saved as when he got out of it. What a rotten doctrine. Friends, we say that kindly. We're not trying to mock. We're not trying to make fun of. We're trying to get you to open your eyes. We're trying to get you to see. This is a serious matter. You only get one shot at it. You got to get it right. I get one shot at it. Wesley, can we know that we are saved right now? Oh, absolutely. I preached a sermon a couple of weeks ago on the security of the believer. And Eddie and I went over some of that material on radio. And the lady wants you to believe. Well, it's iffy, iffy, iffy. Well, can you imagine going knocking on a door? You knock on this door. Lady comes to the door, a man. Hi, I'm Wesley Simon from the Stony Creek Church of Christ, and we'd like to invite you to our worship service. Well, now, let me ask you something, Wesley. Do you know you're saved? Oh, you iffy, 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 iffy. I don't know if I got it or not. And that person say, well, I sure don't want to come where you are. And I wouldn't blame them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're that iffy. Arise yeah. to truth, you on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes,
6: Wesley. With- one of the purpose of the uh, sending the Holy Spirit back to the apostles was to bring back their remembrance of the things he had taught them while he was up on the earth with them. He said he'd bring everything to remembrance the remembrance. they wouldn't have to take thought. It, it'd be giving them that air. So, if she had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, she could give you those scriptures she said she couldn't find.
0: That's right. And
6: then uh, around the avenue, around the avenue, we have all kinds of these people uh, that claim to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I uh, helping a lady with some electrical work. And she couldn't hardly get up and down the steps because her back was bad. And I, I asked her why they didn't heal it, and she said something about not having enough faith. Then we got one man here that does, uh, hangs out with those people all the time, and he does a hearing aid commercial now because they don't have the ability to do what they say they can do.
4: That's right. The only thing
6: I've noticed, they have the ability to uh, usurp the authority of God. They, they use their baptism of the Holy Spirit, spirit to uh, teach over the man, which the Bible condemns. That's
0: the only thing, only pair I've seen skinned. You're exactly right. That's right. 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 Anything else? Thank you. All right, that's exactly right. Eddie Kraft and I came out of that mess. We saw it. These people speak in tongues, allegedly. No interpreter. Eddie Kraft and I was uh, playing ball in the road when down behind his house we heard the awfulness. Cry and screaming we ever heard in our life, and lo and behold, the Church of God of Prophecy that believes in all these great miracles, we're down there having a fellowship meal, when one of the members had a heart attack, and he died right there, with all of them praying for him, and you know we watched through the years as their members got sick, not a one of them got healed, not a one and yet they'd stand up in the assembly and declare that God's working miracles through them. Well, great Scott, do something. And they couldn't do anything. And like our last caller said, the only thing they can do is claim they got the Holy Spirit and thus usurp the authority of God, like the lady caller who argued Cornelius was not baptized, but he was saved. See, she's usurping God's authority when God does not teach that. Then she comes back and says, no, that's not right. Jesus got it right when he said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I wanted to make sure she wasn't going to make that Holy Spirit baptism. So I said, that's water baptism, right? She said, yes. Then she turned right around and went back and contradicted herself again. And with the Holy Spirit, she can't see it. My, 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 friends, Uh, we want to say you on the Holy Spirit of the Bible. The one who speaks to you through the inspired, inerrant, perfect will of God. And usually what's so sad, these people
3: that uh, claim to have the Holy Spirit and claim that they can work miracles, well, if the person is not healed, or they'll say this, well, that individual, the reason I haven't tried to heal that individual of their infirmity, they don't have enough faith. Yeah. Well, how much faith did dead Lazarus have when Jesus raised him from the dead that's right same thing with the will of son of Nain how much did that young man have well you ended up with a situation in Matthew chapter 17 and here was a, a, a young man uh, that was possessed and verse 19 then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said why could not we cast him out That's a good question. Why could we not cast him out?
0: I know what what modern day faith healers and, and so forth would say. Oh, you don't have enough faith. But who was the problem?
3: Yeah. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. That's it. It was because of their unbelief. That was the problem. And they had the ability to
1: do it. But it was because of their unbelief they couldn't get the job done. That's exactly And their unbelief was. They didn't believe what the Bible said. That only came out by fasting and prayer. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's interesting. Now, why? There's all these denominational churches that claim to have healing and all that I always have so many handicapped parking places.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was you know, asked one time. Yeah,
1: well, they were asking. They said, well, we've got some members that's got weak faith. Yeah. I mean, they can't even heal a person that don't have 20 vision. I mean, they got the hearing aids in, like our caller said there, you got one guy now that uh, preaches that stuff, and he went to to hear for himself, and he's doing hearing aid commercials. Now, why don't he do Jesus commercials and just go around healing people
0: that are having hearing problems? And if he'd healed just one, but they can't do it. You know, uh, to the lady, I say this, and to everybody out there, this coming quarter, the fall, uh, I'll be teaching the Holy Spirit here at the School of Preaching. And if this lady will come, she'll find out if I'll quote the words of Jesus on the Holy Spirit or not, every one of them, and everyone she wants to consider. And last night in studying for that class, I was studying some of these so-called faith healers. And do you realize that Oral Roberts declared certain people to be healed on his TV program that died before they got home do you realize that A.A. Allen had a man die at his feet who had come to receive a miracle? Now, which is harder, to, you know, to cure a cancer or raise the dead if you're doing it by the power of God? Neither one of them's tough. When uh, Oral Roberts set up a tent and a storm came up and blew that tent over, and it was a healing campaign and broke arms and legs and hurt people, you know what Oral Roberts did? He called a rescue squad. Man, what a golden opportunity to glorify the Most High God. Peter Popoff, he allegedly healed a young boy that had polio, told Mom and Dad, take his braces off and watch him walk. They took the braces off, and he fell and hurt himself. They sued him for $225,000, and guess what he died of? Polio. My, 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 maybe God's trying to tell these people something. And if you'll watch Benny Hinn blow on people and them fall back, where do you read about that in God's Word? People slain in the Holy Spirit. We've seen them in the Church of God of Prophecy. Ladies roll on the floor, become immodest, and they had to cover them up with blankets and coats. And you mean to tell me that's from the Most High God and from the Holy Spirit? Friends, you're smarter than that. God gave you a good mind, and he gave you a Bible. We're asking you, please. Use both of them. Arise to the truth, you on the air, go ahead, please.
5: Yes, Leslie, uh, you always talking about the uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, people being baptizing in the Holy Spirit being able to, uh, one second, I'm sorry, being able to uh, heal those and not and having to not being able to do it. But wasn't the excuse for them being able to do it? Be able to show others of their faith and to build their faith.
0: All right, say that again.
5: Uh, Holy Spirit baptism. These who those who believe in that and they they have the ability to heal the sick and and the uh, unfortunate. Wouldn't they be? They would use the excuse that they would they
4: that they at certain points at times use the excuse of not using that. Shouldn't they be doing it, if they had it? Wouldn't they be doing it to
0: build the faith of others? Oh, yeah, and confirm the word. Amen. That was the very purpose of it. We'll read verses to that end. But, boy, they have a mighty power failure when you call upon them to do something, just like that lady. What a power failure. She's not going to the cemetery of I me. Mean. You can mark that down, underline it, and triple X it. I'll go. But she won't go. Right. Yeah. Right,
5: yeah, I just, I just wanted to make that comment.
0: Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right,
1: gentlemen, jump in. Wesley, a lot of times the people will claim that they've got the Holy Spirit and it just takes control of them. If you'll read First Corinthians 14, the prophet was in control of the Spirit.
0: That's right. That's
1: right. You know, you, the Spirit don't just, like they, we hear the expression slain in the Spirit or I didn't have no control, I just started doing this, jerking or dancing or doing whatever. You don't read about that in the Bible. Uh-uh. The people that was in the Bible had
0: control of themselves That's unless right. they had an evil spirit. That's right. You got that exactly right, Tim. Read uh, Mark sixteen twenty. Eddie, you're a Milton. I want to get Hebrews two one through four, and we'll show that one of the major purposes for working miracles, having the Holy Spirit, was to confirm the and word. The,
1: the last caller made a great point. Oh, he, he sure instead did. Instead of saying weak faith on my part, of yours, it would be great to show that this will strengthen the believers. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, all
3: right, Tim. Which one you got? Mark sixteen verse twenty. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the uh,
0: word with signs following. Amen. Boy, isn't that something? And that's what we need to see today. That's right. I mean, it's not asking too much. Like Nicodemus said, no man can do the things that thou doest except God be with him. That's right. Okay. Milton, you got Hebrews 2, 1 through 4? Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed
2: to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast in every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, divers, miracles, gifts of the Holy Ghost,
0: according to his own will, Oh, there's the precious words of God (laughs) on the subject, and we believe those. Now, Tim, I told the listening audience I'll be teaching uh, the subject of the Holy Spirit this coming fall. Do you know what day that is on? That will be on a Thursday morning. Thursday morning, 830. Man will go over scriptures in the Old Testament on the Holy Spirit. Scriptures in the New Testament. We're going to look at blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the many gifts of the Holy Spirit, tongue speaking, miracle working, where miracles are in are operative today or if they have ceased and if they've ceased where does the bible say so and can it be established without doubt now when you teach that class are you are going to say because i think i feel like
1: or what how do you teach that all
0: book chapter and verse yeah. that's the only way it the sweet words of jesus and the apostles that's now right. that's the thursday in august i believe it's august
3: 15th i have to check the calendar but it's right in the middle of august
0: yeah man i am looking forward to that like i told you i was studying that uh, yesterday to see and make sure, you know, that I'm going to be prepared when that time comes. Well, that clock's caught us. If you'll hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of sins, you'll be saved. Not if he, not if he, you'll be saved. And the Lord will add you to his church, not if he, he adds the saved to the church. Now, friends, that's what we want you to do, because it's what the words of God say. And thank you so much for being with us, and may God richly bless you as you continue to study the greatest of all books, the inspired, inerrant, perfect will of God.